0: There, zombies. Are you ready for another episode of Black Friday on Fear, Realm's horror channel? Of course you are. And I'm sorry for calling you a zombie. I am so pleased to be the one to bring it to you. We're one team member down at Mark Club, and Bob needs to think fast if the rest of them are going to escape. But first, a word from a corporation that we actually do like.
2: ancestor by number one new york times best-selling novelist scott sigler is available
0: for free on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you get your podcasts all right without further ado bob and the rest of the mart club crew are waiting for you i'm your host pun Bandu, sending you back to black friday episode four
2: Dark greetings, listeners. You survived to hear our newest installment. So did our poor Mark Club mortals. They barely escaped Demon Drew's clutches thanks to Bob's quick thinking and the code violations the store ignored by having a sub, sub sub-basement in a commercial building. But they did not escape unscathed. Marcy's arm was broken. So Bob and Tanya went off to the pharmacy to hunt for supplies, only to be pursued by a mysterious red fog. Where will this terror lead them next? Well, back to the toy aisle, of course. Marcy had climbed onto a shelf to avoid the fog, and Kyle was trying to sweep it away with a broom. (laughs) (laughs) Tanya, what's
3: going on? Getting the hell out of here, that's what.
2: Tanya shouldered Kyle out of the way to help Marcy down.
3: Hey! Come on, Marcy. Here we go. Be careful. Ah! Tanya, the lights! Hold on, I've got you.
2: As quickly as it appeared, the strange red fog retreated. Tanya and Marcy tumbled to the floor.
1: I'll be right back. Kyle, wait. We should stick together. Whatever happened to Drew could happen to you too. I can handle it. Give me the lights. Wait!
3: What is it? If you're headed toward the back of the store, do you think you could grab a gallon of 2%? Forget about the milk, Bob. You to stay here. I'll be right back. Okay, but you're getting the milk, right? Because my husband's going to freak out if I don't come home with it.
2: To you take your holiday look to the next level, then try our Gouge Out Your Eyes Torture Spoons. Now on sale for eight fingernails. And visit our dairy section for your free preview of the Endless Abyss. Mart Club, where we're going,
3: you won't need eyes to see.
0: <laughs>
3: What's up with you and that damn milk? We're up to our necks in apocalyptic level shit, Bob. I know you can be thick sometimes, but even you have to realize it's stupid to ask us to risk our lives so you can get groceries. It's just that, well, things at home aren't the best, you know, Jeff and I are going through a tough time. Ever since I lost my office job, things have been tense. We fight a lot over stupid things like loading the dishwasher, taking out the trash, grabbing groceries. Every time I turn around, it seems like he's mad at me. I just wanted to do this one thing right. I know what you mean. Oh, it was like that for me and Ted at the end. We fought constantly, and nothing I did was good enough. That's because Ted was an asshole. Bob's not like Ted. He's just... Well, he's he's Bob. Thanks? I think... Thing is, Bob, if things are tense, remembering to bring home the milk isn't going to fix anything. There are probably deeper problems. Things you two should work out in therapy. Losing income is hard on everybody, especially in your situation. It can't be easy getting kicked off the corporate ladder only to land here. Half the time I'm thankful to have a job at all in this economy.
1: Me too. Oh no. We might not have jobs after tonight, you know?
3: We'll be okay. I promise. Whoa, did you hear that? Oh my gosh, is it? Tanya, Tanya open up please. Oh, it's true. I hope he's got some weed on him.
2: Tanya grabbed a toy off the shelf and held it out like a weapon, (laughs) only to realize a moment too late, it was a rubber chicken.
0: Lock in the door. Do you think it's actually him?
3: Only one way to find out. Um, if you're really Drew, tell me something only Drew would know. Uh, like what? <clears throat> uh, What's your opinion on Katy Perry's California Girls? What kind of question is that? Only two kinds of people have an opinion on that song. Snoop Dogg fans and Katy Perry fans. 10 to 1, Drew is a Snoop fan and therefore hates it. Because he's a stoner, he's a Snoop Dogg fan?
1: I think the better question is,
3: how do you know anything about Katy Perry? I have a teenage daughter. What's your
0: excuse? I don't know what you're even talking about. Just, just open the door, please. It's, it's dark in here and something's moving around. I can hear it.
3: Nice try, Ugly. All those bright colors, the pop synth sound, cheesy lyrics. If you were Drew, you'd hate it. It won't save you from having your soul ripped out and dragged straight to hell! (laughs) I've got a chicken and ain't afraid to use it! Kyle?
2: Bro to the rescue! Is that... a shotgun in the cart? How else do you expect to take care of those creeps outside if they come at us? A 12 gauge will stop a charging buck at 20 paces. Imagine what it'll do to them.
3: Nothing if we can help it. You shoot a firearm on company property, my paperwork doubles, Kyle. Bob, I'll get Marcy in the cart. Marcy, just hold the handles. There
2: we go. <laughs> At least you'll be alive to do paperwork. Bob, you push the cart. I'll make sure the coast is clear and take the lead. Tanya, you bring up the rear. Tanya tossed aside the rubber chicken. Mm-mm.
3: What am I supposed to do if something comes at us from behind?
2: I don't know. Threaten to write it up? Seems to scare everyone here. He's got a point.
3: (sighs) Let's get out of here.
2: With Kyle in the lead, Bob pushed the cart to the end of the toy aisle, which was surprisingly difficult with Marcy inside. You wouldn't think she was so heavy just looking at her. But then, shopping carts were built for cabbages and breakfast cereal, not employees. Kyle signaled the coast was clear and he followed him out into the wider aisle. Before, the shelves had been covered in green goo and eerie smoke. Both had disappeared, along with the ominous screams and rattling chains. At the front, Kyle held up a hand, gesturing to stop while he scoped out the entryway. Bob squinted through the painted glass at a world blanketed in perfect white snow. The parking lot lights were out. Only the moonlight touched the ground in intermittent glimpses.
3: Looks like the snowstorm stopped a while ago.
1: But there are no footprints.
3: If the Ghoulites walked away, there should be footprints somewhere. Maybe the snow already filled them in. Sure,
2: Bob thought. That was possible, but it was also possible that freaky eight-foot-tall monsters didn't leave footprints. Maybe they'd teleported or gone invisible. He didn't want to scare Marcy anymore, though, so he didn't bring it up. But then, a miracle. Bob spotted a half-gallon jug of 2% milk sitting in one of the checkout coolers.
3: Bob, where are you going? It'll only take a second. Leave it.
2: Looks like the coast is clear, and there's an ugly white sedan a few spaces in. We should be able
3: to make it there in just a few seconds. (sighs) A white sedan? Who drives that? Um, that'll be me. Bob, you know you're supposed to use the employee lot. Well, good thing I didn't. Bob crossed
2: his arms and glanced back at the milk. He imagined Jeff's face as he came home through the door, the small smile that would touch the corner of his eyes.
3: Ah, hmm. Here you go, Jeff. Hey, I remembered.
2: (laughs) Maybe, if he was quick... Bob could even grab a card from stationery. Floral was on the way there, and he knew they had roses. If we go now, we can make it.
3: Bob? Ah, I've got the closest car, Tanya. I'll be just a sec. Got it!
2: Bob sprinted, snatched the milk, and jogged back.
3: Ah! (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Take a chill pill, boss. The coast is still clear, we can go. Now everybody's happy.
2: The crew moved like clockwork through the doors. Tanya rushed ahead and slid her key into the lock. She mouthed a count, two, three, then turned the key. Kyle opened the doors and held them as Bob moved Marcy through the second set of doors to repeat the process. Wheeling through, Bob gave the cart a hard push as they slid into the parking lot. The shopping cart immediately stuck in the snow. Tanya jumped in to help push.
3: Come on!
2: The cart was completely stuck, up until the point it hit a patch of ice. And then it suddenly wasn't. The cart went flying forward, and Bob face-planted into the snow.
3: No, Bob!
2: Marcy whooshed by in the runaway shopping cart. Bob's face felt like he'd just been stung by bees made of brick. He lay there for a moment, trying to remember how to breathe before he lifted his head.
3: Hold on, Marcy!
2: Tanya gripped the cart and tried to drag Marcy backward toward the car while Kyle frantically tugged on the locked doors. and how he rose from nothing to become New York's
3: King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
2: The swirling snow suddenly coalesced into Hook Face, just inches from Kyle. Before Bob could shout out a warning, Window Licker grabbed him by the collar, yanked him up, and shoved his whole fist in Bob's mouth. Mm. <laughs> His gloves tasted horrible. Was that sauerkraut? Bonehead slowly walked out of the swirling snowstorm like she was going down the wedding aisle.
0: Hey, fresh meat. <laughs>
2: she stood on the other side of the car, preventing Tanya and Marcy from escaping to the safety of the store. Die, bastards! <laughs> Bob flinched. But when he turned back, Hookface was unharmed. The hell? Kyle dropped the oh. shotgun, wide-eyed, and gripped the side of the car to keep himself standing. Marcy scooted to the back of the cart and used her good hand to grip Tanya's arm. She winced and turned her head aside as Bonehead studied them.
3: What do you want from us?
2: The sacred cube. One among you has completed it.
3: That was me! Leave them alone! You understand me, ugly? I solved your sacred cube. What of it? That Foxy Boxy you mentioned? It's only a stupid toy.
2: Oh no! The cube is a means for the worthy to summon
3: us. (laughs) Summon? For what?
2: For the unworthy to be judged.
3: And you have been judged? We didn't do anything!
1: Please just leave us alone! I'm not even going to get work cop for this.
2: Save your tears. Soon, oh, you will wish for their <laughs> comfort.
0: That sounds bad. Carry not among the living, for your place is now among the damned. <laughs> Damn this, bugly.
2: Tanya raised the can of Axe deodorant and sprayed it right into Bonehead's eyes. Bonehead bent over, desperately trying to paw her eyes clean. Bob elbowed window liquor in the throat and scrambled free. Yeah, yeah. Hook face grimaced, showing a set of serrated yellow teeth. He raised his arms stiffly. A hell spawn will tear your souls apart. Tanya reached to grab Marcy, but Marcy spun around on her, face suddenly distorted, twisted, and rotten.
3: Yeah. Hey,
2: Tanya. Her pupils shrank to the size of pinpricks, and she leapt out of the cart heedless of her broken arm. Tanya flung the procedure book at Marcy's face, buying just enough time to get away, scampering toward Bob. Windowlicker lunged at Bob, but a quick shove sent his back half one way and his legs the other. For a moment, he balanced in the awkward position, arms flailing. But his mask got the best of him, and he fell flat on his ass. Bob dove to retrieve the milk before grabbing Tanya by the hand.
3: Give me your hand. Come on. Oh, Marcy. It's too late for her. Hurry up, Kyle.
2: <laughs> Marcy hopped onto the roof of Bob's car, grinning ear to ear.
3: Run, my pretties. <laughs>
2: leapt from the car and ran after them on all fours like a deranged monkey. (gasps) They ran through the doors with just enough time to grab and shove them closed.
3: Got Got Do something.
2: The doors buckled, leaving space wide enough for Marcy to stick her hand through. Bob raised the milk jug. The milk jug exploded from the impact. Marcy pulled her arm back, cradling the bent appendage. Bob held the doors closed.
3: What are you waiting for, Tanya? Lock the damn doors! Kyle's still out there!
2: Bob braced his feet against the slippery tile floor as best he could and looked over his shoulder. Uh. Kyle had stayed frozen in fear. He blinked and looked around as Hookface closed in. When Kyle spotted Tanya and Bob holding the doors closed on Marcy, he turned his attention back to the shotgun he'd dropped. Hookface was a few feet away. Grinning. If he ran now, he could escape. But if he went for the gun, he was a dead man. Kyle looked from the gun he'd dropped to Hookface, then back to the gun, biting his lip.
3: Come on, don't be an idiot, don't do it! Run, Kyle, run!
2: Kyle dove for the gun.
3: no!
1: (sighs) Eat this mother-
2: Chains jingled and shot out of the black depths of the night, piercing Kyle's body. You, you bastards! I'll, I'll bust your nuts! Judgment. Hookface twitched a single finger. The chains wrapped around Kyle shot backwards. Kyle exploded in a flash of bone, gristle. yuck. Yep.
3: Now, look whose nuts are busted.
2: See you soon, Tanya, dear. (laughs) The message was clear. Bob and Tanya were next.
0: We'll be waiting.
2: (laughs) Oh, we'll be waiting. We'll be waiting. We'll be waiting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, the bodies are really starting to pile up now. For those of you who always yearn for a rubber chicken to be used as a weapon in a zombie story, you're welcome. Also, for those of you following along for zombie tropes, escaping to a car has been attempted and failed check. Poor Kyle. Ripped apart by rusty hellhooks. Dead. Marcy zombified. Things aren't looking good for Bob and Tanya. We are halfway through this terrifying trip and we have an exciting holiday gift for you this week. An extra episode. So be sure to stay tuned for episode 5. Will there be any survivors? Will Bob finally get his milk? All will be revealed in time. See you then, zombie lovers. Bye. Bye.
1: You're listening to Fear, Black Friday. Created and produced by Realm. Your portal to another world. Listen away.
2: Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine. erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we, are not its favored children. The Heresies of Raydolf Bantwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.
1: Black Friday is created and written by E.A. Copin. Produced by Diana M. Foe and Haley Wagreich, An executive produced by Fred Armison, Julian Yap, and Molly Barton. Starring Fred Armisen, Brian Fairley, Tiana Camacho, Aaron Costaganis, Debbie Derryberry, Will Choi, Dwayne Hill, Alec Lawless, Alex Cazares, Jeff Shine, Chris Okawa, Marco Antonio Rodriguez, and Stephanie Shea. Audio produced, directed, and sound designed by Fred Greenhalch. Additional editing by Corey Barton. Original music composition and orchestration by Hashem Asadolahi. With digital orchestration by Andrew Rowan and performances by Pete McCann, Andrew Washburn, April Guthrie, Harrison Kirk, Joey Lamb, and Hashem Asadolahi. Original cover art by Annie Wu. Executive in charge for Realm, Mary Asadolahi. Fear is produced by Mary Asadolahi and Haley Wagreich. Associate produced by Nicole Kreuter and Alexis Latshaw. Executive produced by Molly Barton, Julian Yap, and Marcy Wiseman Hosted by Pun Bandu Audio editing by Felicia Dominguez Original theme by Hashem Asadolahi Featuring drummer Andrew Niven and mixed by Max Kuttner Cover art by Kendall Thomas Find more shows like Fear by following Realm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or at realm.fm